Hi, my friends, and welcome to From Here to There. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing about the lives of many people throughout history and people alive today that God has worked through in order to bring increase and influence of His kingdom here on earth. But in this first series, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you my story, how God was able to take me from powerless to powerful and from the nest to the nations. I really believe that as you listen, God is going to give you keys to moving forward toward your God destiny. So let's get started with this week's message. Last week, we talked about transition times, the times in our lives when seasons are changing. We're all going to experience times like this in our personal life and in our spiritual life. If we're not expecting it, these times can be very stressful and they are always uncomfortable. But when we know Jesus is walking with us and when we know what's ahead, when we know that there's a new season ahead, we can relax and let these things unfold in his own timing. Today I'll share about how I received the call to missions and how I was released to and directed in that call, and I'm praying that this will help you to be more prepared for the things ahead of you. You know, I always think of the unfolding of our call like the opening of a flower or a rose, and you could pick up a beautifully closed rose and be anticipating how beautiful it's going to look when it opens. But if you're impatient and you try to pull it open, you're going to ruin it. You have to just put it in the vase and leave it alone and let it open in its own time. It seems like when we're younger, we're more prone to trying to force things in our own strength. Maybe it's the energy of youth or it could be impatience. But Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything, and our ability to discern the times is a sign of wisdom. As God leads us forward, He's preparing us for what He has prepared for us. As I followed Him step by step, it was five years of time after my husband went to be with the Lord that I took that big step to pack up my family and moved to Tulsa to attend a modest school of missions. And as I shared last week, when I returned home, I didn't fit in my old place. It wasn't easy for God to get me out of my comfort zone and headed for the nations. I think of myself as being timid. And if you've listened to any of my earlier podcasts, you will agree with me that I was timid. But God is working in us. Philippians 2.13 says, creating in us power and desire to do his will. And so I'm so thankful that he was able to work in me by his Holy Spirit to lead me into the calling that he had for my life. And so I'm going to share that in this episode. When you're blessed, you are blessed, I should say, if you have a pastor or a mentor in your life. And if you do, they are grace to help you navigate the times. I was working in this time as a bookkeeper at the church. I was full-time. I was directing missions. I was a worship leader. And when I returned from mission school, even though my pastor had left all my positions open, just like me, he perceived that something was different, that something wasn't fitting right. And so one day he called me into his office And he asked me where my heart was and told me to pray 
and that later we'd get together and talk about my future. And so I did what he said. I began to pray. Yes, I prayed and I prayed and prayed. And I didn't seem to know any more after I prayed than I did before. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you? Well, one morning I woke up. I remember I was praying from Isaiah. My ears will hear a word behind me saying, this is the way walk in it when I turn to the left or to the right. And, you know, I want you to know that when you're praying, your prayers are working. Especially when you're praying in the Spirit, you're praying the Word of God, God is downloading heavenly wisdom into our hearts. It just hasn't been opened for us yet. It reminds me of the time that I downloaded a virus program onto my computer, but I didn't know I was supposed to run it. And so it wasn't activated, but it was there. And so that's like what our prayers do. They're downloading things from heaven, but are not activated yet. And when it's time, God will open that wisdom to you. And sometimes just suddenly you will know. This is what happened to me. It was the week after Christmas and the church office was closed. And I went in just to check the mail. I was the only one there. And as I looked through the mail, I came across a postcard from one of my classmates at Damata, who was now helping on the mission field. And suddenly... I'm telling you, what followed was a burning bush experience. I felt wind and fire, and I heard an almost audible voice. It did sound audible, saying, go, go. I'm telling you to go. And if you don't go, you'll have my foot in your behind. Can you believe God said that to me? (laughs) I was surprised. It was dramatic, and I have actually never heard again his voice that strong. It's like time stood still. And I responded by telling him, okay, yes, Lord, I'll go, but where? And he said, in my heart again, or I don't know if it was audible or in my heart, it was loud. If you take a step, the door will open. So when that wind stopped, I went out into the sanctuary and I spent some time praying in his presence. And after that, I left and I imagine I was a bit like Mary after the angel encounter, kind of wondering What just happened? Well, after the new year, when we were back at work, Pastor Mark called me into his office again and asked if I had prayed. And I unwisely spilled the whole story, even the part about God saying he put his foot in my behind. And I'll tell you later why it was unwise. But at the time, Pastor thought for a moment, and then he said something to me about obeying God. If you remember... Him and I had been through quite a lot together. That tragedy in my family's life happened right after he became pastor. And through working with him for five years, he had taught me almost everything I knew about God and ministry at that point. And this separation was difficult for us. At least I certainly can speak for me it was. So he said, you need to obey God. And for a couple of weeks, I thought on that. And then I began to backpedal, and I started convincing myself that I wasn't ready. It wasn't time for me to go. I even had a scripture, Luke 16, 12, says, If you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? You know, this reminds me, in a way, of Jesus when he was 13, I think it was, and he stayed down in Jerusalem in the temple discussing 
the word with the Pharisees and the leaders and his mom and dad left to go home and suddenly after three days realized he was gone and said, where's Jesus? Went back to find him and Mary said, you know, son, why have you done this to us? And he said, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know I would be about my father's business? And essentially Mary said, business or not, you're coming home with us right now. And he did. And he stayed home carpentering with his father then for another 20 years. And, you know, after his baptism in the Jordan, his time in the wilderness, we have in John 2, the wedding at Cana, when it was Mary, his mom, again, who was the one who said, son, they have no wine. And Jesus says, what does that have to do with me? And she said to the servants, whatever he says to do, do it. So in a way, that's kind of how it seems like it is with us in callings. When we're not really ready, like a teenager, we think we're all grown up and ready to do it. And then when the time really comes for us to do it, we start thinking, I don't think I'm ready. And so that's how it was here is I began to say, no, you know, I need to stay here. I haven't been faithful with what I've done here. I can't have my own. And so I made a time and I went in back into Pastor Mark's office and I told him, you know, I made a mistake. I don't think it's time for me to go. I need to stay and be faithful. And to which he replied, well, Tony, you can go or you can stay. But after April, you're no longer have your job here. And then he said something about Jonah and not intending to keep me on the boat if God was sending me out. Basically, Pastor Mark became the foot in my behind. It's funny because nowadays our relationship is good and I will say to people, he fired me and he will always deny that and say, I didn't fire you, Tony, I released you. But I, nevertheless, I left the office that day with big excitement in my spirit knowing that the adventure had begun. I didn't know then that it would be the next 20 years of my life, or I may not have been so excited at what was ahead, but now I am thankful for all he's brought me through and all he's been able to do in me. So back to how I communicated what God had said to my pastor and why I feel like it was unwise. As I mentioned, he already knew something was changing. And I'm sure he wanted to help me to follow the plan of God for my life. But anytime you tell your leader, God told me, you haven't left any room for their advice or counsel. They're not going to say to you, well, God didn't say that. Or even that's not what God meant. So what I probably should have said was, it seems to me like the Lord is telling me that I need to go. And if I had said it that way, he could have had input into what I should do. But as it was, there developed what I felt like was a big gap between us for several years. And even though he supported me on the mission field, it was very difficult coming home for years after I left. Our relationship was strained. And I think this is because pastors are graced by God to watch over their people. And my pastor had invested so much time in me. I was a vital part of the leadership at the church, and it was just a difficult transition for us all. Since then, I've had many pastors tell me that they cringe when someone invites them 
out to dinner because of the many times that that seemingly nice invitation was accompanied with this people's reasons for leaving the church. And so this hurts pastors, and we have to be very sensitive and careful about how to follow God in transitions that require leaving the church. We have to guard our hearts and make sure that our motives are right. And I always tell, when people come to me and tell me that they feel like they're supposed to leave their church, my first advice is don't be hasty and spend a lot of time in prayer. Check your heart. Make sure that there is no offense in your heart. If you do have to leave, you've got to leave knowing it's the will of God and with a pure and a clear heart. You know, whatever we sow, we're going to reap. And so be careful how you treat the men and women of God that have given their lives to take oversight, be the ones who oversee your souls. I'm not sure at that time that I did everything right, but I do know now that Jesus has redeemed it. And nowadays, my pastor and myself have a strong relationship. And the church that I've always been a part of is vitally connected to my future. And so after the decision was made that I would no longer have a job at the church, I began to think, well, I'm going to the nations. And I felt drawn to the Mediterranean region of Europe. I thought that would be my destination. But one day I was in the car, I was praying in the spirit, and I heard myself say, Asia, Asia, look to Asia. I knew zero about Asia. I knew nothing about it, and I didn't even have Asia in my heart. But those words were the reason that I contacted missionaries I knew who were in Thailand at the time and asked about coming to help them. And so the door opened, and the beginning of what has become my life's purpose began to come forth, even though I never dreamed it at the time. There are many ways that God leads us, and my burning bush experience is not the norm, but it may have been the only way that God could get me forced out of my comfort zone into the place he had for me. I've found that God usually only speaks dramatically like that, either when we are not listening or if we're reluctant to obey. It's like if I'm walking with my grandson along the sidewalk and he begins to run out into the street, I'm going to raise my voice and say, stop. And so it's kind of like that with the Lord. He doesn't usually speak in a loud voice unless there's a reason. And that dramatic experience I had with the call later was the only thing that steadied me when I was out in the nations and I wanted to go home and I was thinking to myself, what in the world have I done? And so That voice came to me like that for a reason. It became like an anchor for my soul. Then later, when I talked about praying in tongues and getting that direction for Asia, I just suddenly heard myself say it in English. And actually, this happens to me quite often in prayer, is you'll just direct your heart toward a certain thing, and you're praying maybe in tongues or praying what you know in your understanding, and then suddenly I'll just start speaking a scripture, or I'll hear myself saying something that I didn't plan on saying. And in a way, I see this as tongues and interpretation, and this is probably a topic for a later podcast, but there are two different kinds of praying in tongues, and one is your prayer language 
that edifies you. And that is your spirit praying words from the Holy Spirit to build yourself up and to praise him sometimes in new ways. But the gift of tongues is different. The gift of tongues is actually God speaking through you. Okay, so praying in tongues is me speaking to God. The gift of tongues is God speaking through me. And the gift of tongues is always accompanied by an interpretation. Tongues and interpretation together equal prophecy. So when you're praying in tongues and then praying in your understanding, you're weaving back and forth between your communication to God and then sometimes God's communication back to you. Prayer is a two-way communication. Some people think it's just me asking God for things, but no. Our God is the God who answers, and he will speak back to us by prompting us to look up a scripture, by giving us a visual picture or image, by giving us a leading on the inside. And so sometimes it will come by him suddenly speaking through us his will like he did that day with me in tongues and interpretation, because I literally thought to myself, Asia, look to Asia. So I knew it was him, and I began to look to Asia. Who do I know that's in Asia? And who do I feel in my heart I could communicate with that is in Asia that could help me get into missions? So over the years, I've had many different unique experiences with the leadings of the Holy Spirit. And that's one of my purposes really in this podcast is to share the ways that God has led me to get to where I am now from powerless to powerful by the direction of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that as I share my stories, you're going to recognize and remember different things he's spoken to you or ways that he's led you. And I encourage you to write these things down, keep a prayer journal so that you can look back and remind yourself of the things he's spoken. This is another thing about things of the Spirit. Now, these two things I mentioned today were significant enough that I've never forgot them. But there are times you're praying and God will just show you something or speak something and they're not as dramatic. And if you don't write it down, sometimes you can forget it. But if you keep a prayer journal, you can look back and remind yourself of the things that God has spoken And you can look back too and see how he's been leading you. And so that's my purpose in this podcast today, how God delivered that call to me. Again, he probably won't have to speak to you that loud because you're probably not as timid as I was. But the takeaways are this. God has a call for you and it is progressive. Two, God's going to lead you through the steps of preparation. God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you. Number three, God has many ways of leading us. I went to Damata because of just an inner desire and a prompting on the inside. That's one way. A divine encounter like the burning bush experience, words from the Bible or words of prophecy and counsel and advice of others, um, even dreams. There's many, many ways God leads us. And I love that he loves that variety. He won't be put in a box, a prescription that, you know, if you want to know the call of God, this is what you do. One, two, three, four. No, God wants you to walk with him. Jesus wants to walk with you, work in you, 
And he wants you to be always dependent on, Lord, what next? And so number four, all of these ways he leads us are increased in response to our own hunger and desire for more of him. And so I pray that my message today has encouraged you or hopefully provoked you that God has something great for you. And if you will just seek him and desire it, he has ways of revealing it to you, ways of connecting you with people to get you into that place where you can live life for the fullest for his glory. And so let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you that you are so wise. And thank you that your spirit of wisdom lives within us. We actually have the wisdom of God in us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've been sent to show us things to come. And Jesus said that your purpose is to take things from the Father and deliver them to us. And so I thank you, Jesus, for that Holy Spirit that you've sent, Holy One, that you lead us, that you guide us, that you have so many beautiful, different ways (laughs) of walking with us and communicating with us. I just invite your presence here right now into wherever my friends are listening. And I thank you, Holy One, that you are the comforter, you're the advocate, you're the counselor, you're the teacher, you're the guide. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us into those places that God has prepared for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for listening this week. And I look forward next week to sharing with you a leap of faith, how I jumped from the nest into the nations. Talk to you then. God bless you. Thanks for listening today. I pray you were blessed and encouraged. One of my life scriptures is Hebrews 11.1 in the Jordan translation. It says, Now faith is the turning of dreams into deeds. It is betting your life on unseen realities. In Jesus Christ, you have what it takes to step into all God has prepared for you. If this episode's blessed you, please share it with someone else. I look forward to meeting with you again next week.